Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. I got something I want to talk about to you. Welcome to another edition of Communication Mixdown. I'm Liam Armstrong. Today's show is titled Reigniting the Culture Wars, the Ramsey Centre. In 2017, the Ramsey Centre for Western Civilization was launched, funded by a bequest by Paul Ramsey, who had wanted a significant part of his personal fortune to be spent on funding an academic centre to revive the liberal arts and humanities. Although the bequest was the biggest philanthropic gift in the history of education in Australia, it quickly set a firestorm of debate alight. Much of this debate, of course, has played out in the media, and with cultural warriors John Howard and Tony Abbott at the helm, the latter of whom explicitly stated the centre was not just about, but in favour of Western civilization, a fierce conflict concerning Western imperialism, allegations of racism, academic freedom and the role of universities played out in the media. The centre was dealt a serious blow when negotiations at the Australian National University abruptly ended, with the Vice-Chancellor citing concerns over integrity following fierce staff and student opposition. Undeterred, negotiations began in in earnest at the University of Sydney, where mass opposition also delayed approval. However, the University of Wollongong recently announced that they will run the course after negotiating with the Ramsey Board in secret. So on that note, our first guest today is Chloe Rafferty, a long-time activist and current president of the University of Wollongong Student Union. Since the centre has been announced, Chloe has been organising against the centre alongside the NTU and speaking out against the Ramsey Centre in the media. Welcome to the show, Chloe. Thanks for having me, Liam. Oh, very happy to um, have you with us. So firstly, could you explain to our listeners what you believe the debate that has played out in the media about the Ramsey Centre represents more broadly? Um, I think the debate is really about the future of public universities and whether or not right-wing think tanks get to set the agenda of what is and isn't taught at universities. I think it's particularly about the conservative right in Australia wanting to reshape discourse in universities to um, fit their picture of a kind of racist myth of Western civilization. Wonderful. And um, with such powerful conservative figures like Tony Abbott advocating for the centre, is it difficult to get um, a message of opposition across through mainstream channels? Yeah, definitely. So I think basically protesting is the only way that the kind of oppositional groups to the Ramsey Centre have been able to even just get any recognition in the media, uh, because obviously the Ramsey Centre is quite well-connected, It has a lot of money. It's got the kind of heavyweights of the conservative right backing it. Um, And while there's been some scrutiny from uh, some of the media, uh, the the universities who have wanted to sign deals with Ramsey have really been able to 
um, you know, push more of their message and uh, their defence of the program in the media. So um, even though there's mass opposition at UOW, mass opposition at Sydney University from students and from staff, um, the university has a much louder voice. Um, yeah, so on that note, you've obviously been a big part of the Stop the Ramsey Centre um, campaign at the University of Wollongong. Um, how has media factored in your campaign? What um, approaches and strategies have you used to try um, get a voice in the debate? Um, well, we've obviously um, been you know, putting out press releases and contacting the media um, every time we organise a protest. Um, and we've had to be, uh, you know... Um, really uh, every single defence that the university puts out of the campaign be responding to it. So it's really been this live debate going on um, through the media about, you know, whether or not this thing is part of the culture wars or whether or not, you know, it's, you know us criticising it is an attack on John Howard's free speech, supposedly. <laughs> so um, uh, we've been trying to have very that political message really clear in our protests. We've had... Um, several protests now by the NTU and by student groups, which has had quite a bit of um, media attention. But every time the university puts out a press release, and that's very, very often, to defend their secret deal with the Ramsey Centre, we've had to respond. And obviously, as a grassroots activist kind of community, um, that's a lot harder than a university with a multi-million dollar PR kind of budget. Um, and so what do you believe motivated the secrecy of the deal between the University of Wollongong and the Ramsey Centre? Was it partly an effort to avoid public debate playing out in the media messily like it did at other campuses? Yeah, definitely. Well, in the with UOW, they've put out like a uh, frequently asked questions about um, the, their deal with the Ramsey Centre, obviously after the fact they negotiated it in secret over the kind of Christmas holidays and tried to announce it as a fait accompli. And it's very clear that the lesson they learnt from the rejection of Ramsey at ANU and the lesson that they learnt from the lively community campaign against the Ramsey Centre at Sydney University is that the best way to try and push this through is to have no debate, um, to not give any scope for um, uh, students and staff to put their position and to try and just present it as a done deal. Um, so that's what they've done. Um, we're obviously rejecting that it's a done deal. Uh, we, we're going to stop the um, centre's deal from going through. Um, but they definitely have tried to avoid scrutiny by announcing it, um, negotiating in secret and announcing it over the break when most students were not around um, Wollongong. And what, um, finally, what do you believe is missing from the broader conversation about the Ramsey Centre? I, I think that um, the media really needs to scrutinise what some of the conservative right have said themselves about the Ramsey Centre. So you mentioned that Abbott said it's not just about Western civilization, but it's in favor of it. He has actually written an editorial for the Quadrant, the conservative journal, about their vision of the Ramsey Center. And very little media has actually picked up on. It was quite explicitly saying that this is a politically biased project. It's a project of the conservative right. It's explicitly right wing. It's about trying to recenter uh, discussion about Western civilization to, to whitewash it and to be in favor of Western civilization. I think that's been missing a lot from the debate. There's been a little bit of it there. Um, but really, the conservative figures attached to this project, they've said it themselves, what this is about. And it's a Trojan horse for the conservative right in their kind of culture war. Um, earlier, uh, just before you go, um, you talked about how like this is about, to a great degree, like the role of public universities in Australia. Um, obviously, that's like been quite a charged debate we've had over the years. Like, 
why do you think it's, I suppose, gotten to this point, like that we've had like this debate over public universities and it seems like the right have won it, that like they should be underfunded and sold to the highest bidder, I suppose? I think a big part is the fact that both of the major political parties, Labor and Liberal, have both systematically underfunded higher education for many decades now. And basically since we abolished free education and started introducing fees, that process of moving towards a kind of privatised two-tier education system um, has been accepted across the political spectrum. So it's an uphill battle to fight for a publicly funded universe. And I think you can't separate out fighting for a free and fully funded education system from fighting to have a pluralistic, um, independent education system that's not just influenced by any conservative think tank with a few billion dollars to throw around. Um, and maybe finally, just for our listeners, what will be the, the next steps um, in the Ramsey Centre campaign at the University well, of Wollongong? Yeah, well, we're, um, we're going to the Academic Senate meeting that's happening uh, this week. Um, so we'll be continuing to try and put some um, pressure uh, on like the university to break its deal, but we'll also be organising another big campus protest coming up later in April. Um, so just galvanising this, this massive public opposition across you know, staff, across students, but actually mobilising that in big numbers so that the university can't just try and uh, uh, sweep the opposition under the carpet. So big protest coming up later in April. Thanks so much for your time, Chloe. Um, we really appreciate Thanks, it. Um, well, that was Chloe, the president of the University of Wollongong Students Association and one of the key organisers opposing the establishment of the, of the Ramsey Centre at the University of Wollongong. We know you love our 3CR Radical Radio t-shirts and so do we. They're 100% cotton and Australian made and you can get one for just $30. They come in black, dark grey and a cool light grey. To nab one of these beauties, drop into the station at 21 Smith Street or order by phoning 94198377 or you can visit us online at 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. Come on, you know you want one. for human rights, indigenous sovereignty and climate justice. Our destination is Manus Island. Join us for the Freedom Flotilla. Sailforjustice.org. Get on board. A 3CR supporter. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855am. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast to hear the most recent recording from each show or 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming to listen live. Um, So our next guest hails from my alma mater, the University of Sydney, where the debate over the Ramsey Centre reached fever pitch. Imogen Grant was the 2018 president of the University of Sydney Students' Representative Council and was heavily involved in the campaign to stop the Ramsey Centre on that campus. Welcome to the show, Imogen. Oh, thank you for having me, Liam. Oh, of course. Um, I suppose, like, before we kick off, if you could give um, our listeners a 
recap of um, your experience during the Ramsey Centre campaign. Um, what happened from beginning to yes, end? Yes, yes, absolutely. So, well, Paul Ramsey was a big health magnate who, when he died, he left a whole series of money, a $3 billion bequest, um, to create a Ramsey Centre of Western Civilisation, um, to create a Bachelor of Western Civilisation in Australian unis. And Sydney Uni, being a sandstone uni and, and the first university in Australia, was um, always going to be quite a target for the centre. Um, so early on, sort of staff and students um, spoke out against the centre, seeing it as sort of the academic face of, of white supremacism and, and reigniting the culture wars on campus, you know, erecting barriers between students, staff, inflaming the politics of discontent. Um, and negotiations have been pretty fraught and, and ongoing for a long period of time at the moment. Um, right now, everything seems to be quite closed mouth about how negotiations are progressing. Um, and we're really just waiting for more information to see what's going on behind the scenes. Um, so how do you believe the Ramsey Centre ties into the broader culture wars that tend to play out so prominently in the media time and time again in Australia? Yeah, well, I mean, university campuses have always been, um, you know, real terrains of debate between the left and right. Um, but there's a really popular misguided idea that the West is now disadvantaged and university students don't know enough about Western civilization, and, and cultural relativism has taken over. So the idea from Closing of the American Mind, um, that popular book from the 1980s, and we can get a bit of an insight into this from one of the board members, Tony Abbott, and he said that the Ramsey Centre will sort of remedy a curricula that is, quote, pervaded by Asian, Indigenous and sustainability perspectives um, and wants to promote interest and awareness of Western civilisation and allow students to, quote, learn to value their own civilisational heritage. So it's really about situating um, a sort of ahistorical idea of Western civilization um, and sort of cultivating a new generation of leaders who they think will sufficiently defend and, and promote um, a sort of white Australian values, which they don't think the current art faculty is doing well enough. Um, obviously, we had like high um, impact alumni of the University of Sydney like Tony Abbott publicly championing the centre in mainstream media outlets. I was wondering, seeing as like, yes, the debate between left and right plays out, out on campus, did you see it play out at least to the same extent in the media? Do you think both sides got a fair hearing in the broader debate? Well, I do think that the anti-Ramsey Centre campaign has been extremely successful in how it's utilised the media. Now, of course, having someone like Abbott on your board is, you know, extremely important for these people. It makes negotiations with universities high, high you know, the stakes are higher for universities when they negotiate. Um, but through using the media, activists have really been able to shift public opinion to the point where people were openly comparing working with the Ramsey Centre to the university working with the tobacco industry. Um, and that's, you know, that's why people use the media. It's an ability not only to sort of lobby the university into rejecting an MOU, but also in terms of reaching out to potential supporters and 
getting them to be on site within their own faculties or within their own classrooms. Um, so it's generally acknowledged by student activists at UCID that the best way to win a campaign is to embarrass the university publicly through the media, which um, you've just touched on. Why do you think um, that's been the case? And maybe you could provide some other examples to listeners of times that um, that's been such a crucial strategy. Yeah, I mean, universities it, always care about their, their reputation and maintaining student numbers. You know, unis are a big profit machine and vice-chancellors are sort of recast as CEOs with salaries over $1 million. And there are big senates that are more like um, sort of corporate boards of management. So these institutions are very PR-focused. Um, and any ability to sort of even slightly shift public opinion um, really impacts the um, thinking within inside these, these boards and these committees. And so the PR pressure is really useful um, I think of another key example would be um, the sexual assault campaign at university campuses, um, where sort of through using student experiences of, um, you know, being assaulted on campus by another student, university failure to um, properly, properly punish the student or provide the girl with support, um, we're able to get a whole heap of public sympathy very quickly um, and a whole heap of institutional reform as well. So the pattern of protest, media release, get media is really tried and tested at the uni and it works very well. Um, so do you think the reputational damage that they got from the backlash was a big part of the negotiations having currently stalled? I would assume so, Um I do believe that on campus, I mean, majority of academics opposed a deal with the Ramsey Centre. And when you speak to students, um, you know, everybody has a sense that it will be inevitable that the negotiations would stall. How could they progress? Everybody is against the centre. Um, but since recently, Wollongong Uni has signed a secret deal with the Ramsey Centre to run the Western Civ course. Um, and staff were only notified after the deal was signed. There's a lot of um, concern that it's a new university. We could just wake up one day with a press release or an email from the VCA saying that the deal is signed um, and that maybe the university has taken um, a page out of Wollongong's book and realised that, um, you know, they, that the negotiation should be as secret as possible um, in order to get the MOU going ahead. So with your involvement in the opposition to the Ramsey Centre and the success of the campaign, what would you say were the big lessons learned, especially when it comes to dealing with mainstream media outlets? I think there's a real importance to sort of having, um, having staff and student voices um, in a really plain and simple way, out, outlining their, their opposition to the centre. Those voices are really useful in, in media stories. Um, on top of that, sort of synthesising our arguments about why we're against the Ramsey Centre. So, of course, there's the sort of veneration of Western civilization that this is scholastically dubious, that it's motivated by racism and the ideology of empire, and then also sort of um, expanding on the reasons around uh, stratification in the arts, around academic freedom, um, and, you know, really laying out how this links in with the culture wars and how it's trying to, um, uh, you know, 
yeah, spread the ideology of empire on campus. These sort of stories work really well um, in the media. Um, on that note of like academic freedom and the ideology of empire, recently there's obviously been um, the case of um, a university professor, Tim Anderson, um, attracting a lot of attention in the media for supposedly anti-Semitic comments and now he's been fired from his position, which, whereas, which has been attacked by a lot of defenders of academic freedom. Why do you think those mm. issues still play out in such a fraught matter at places like the University of Sydney? Well, I mean, there are always... I mean, freedom of speech is a really big thing at the University of Sydney. Um, there's not just the firing of Tim Anderson, but university students as well um, can be dragged through misconduct processes um, for conduct they've done in the course of their activism. Um, and I, I think it's sort of they use misconduct, they use the staff code of conduct, they use the student code of conduct as a way of... Um, demobilising particular activist staff and activist students. Um, and it's really difficult um, for these people to sort of fight back against that. Um, and maybe as a, as a final note, like obviously as the president, you were the like media spokesperson um, for the SRC. Um, what sort of things... You don't just have to talk about the Ramsey Centre, but what sort of things would you find like dealing with the media in terms of both the Ramsey Centre campaign and in general? I've always found that it's the combination of public protest and media um, that has worked really well for us. Um, there's a whole sort of periphery of journalists um, around Sydney University who will support student activists and support the work we're doing. So finding out who those particular journalists are um, is really important. Um, finding the particular education reporters um, who have a sort of clear point of view on these issues and making links up with them has always worked for us. Wonderful. Um, thank you so much, Imogen, um, for your time. We really appreciate it. All good. Thanks so much, Liam. Well, that was Imogen Grant. She was the 2018 president of the University of Sydney and was, of course, heavily involved in the campaign to stop the Ramsey Centre um, on that campus. And that's all for Communication Mixdown for this week.